Dr. Balaga here. I have another terrific God Knowledge Doc podcast for physicians and advanced practice providers, including uh, physician assistants and nurse practitioners. You should find this podcast very useful in your practice. This podcast is an update on LDL lowering. This podcast has been broadcasted in August of 2022. This is a montage of the cover of uh, many of the books I've either authored or edited and many of the slides and figures uh, are from these books. This left figure shows how with age LDL levels uh, increase. It's like my gray hair, it's a sign of aging. In neonates, it's between between 20 and 30 uh, milligrams per deciliter and by the age of 10, it's around uh, 70 to 80 milligrams per deciliter. If you look at the right table, you will see that in your in between 20 and 30 years of age, the LDL in men is around 121 and in women it's about 113. And by the time you reach between 60 and 75, it's, it's around 148 in men and 161 in women. Clearly, you'll see postmenopause in women the LDL spikes uh, when you compare it with men. This figure is from Jack uh, and uh, is uh, from uh, a book which Dr. Chris Cannon from Harvard and myself co-edited for Oxford University Press. This figure shows a log linear relationship between LDL cholesterol and the relative risk for coronary artery disease. This data suggests that for every 30 milligram deciliter change in LDL cholesterol, that the relative risk for coronary artery disease is changed in proportion by about 30%. The relative risk is set at 1 for an LDL cholesterol at 40. The flip side is true. For every 1 millimole per liter or uh, 38.7 milligrams per deciliter reduction in LDL cholesterol is associated with a 23% relative risk reduction in major atherosclerosis coronary vascular disease events and a 10% relative risk reduction in all-cause mortality. So double-digit reduction for every nearly 40 milligrams per deciliter reduction in LDL cholesterol. In fact, the ASP Cardio has made a bold statement that if LDL cholesterol can be kept very low from birth, atherosclerosis will not occur. The president of ASP Cardiology, Dr. Martha Gulati, has gone on to say that on Twitter, if we had a door to LDL time for an LDL less than 55 as a quality metric, the world would be more aggressive about getting LDL to gold and doing it quickly particularly if publicly reported or reimbursed. This figure is originally from the American Journal of Cardiology, but uh, is now uh, from the Statin Prescribing Guide, which uh, I authored for Oxford University Press. This figure shows that the biggest bang for your buck one gets with statin therapies with the first dose of 10 milligrams. With pravastatin, it's around 20%. With sim with the, uh, simvastatin, it's twenty eight percent. With etrovastatin, it's thirty seven percent, and with rosuvastatin, with ten milligrams, it's as high as forty six percent. 
and for every 10 milligram increase in the dose there is only a 7% uh, decrement in LDL it's called a rule of 7 for every every 10 milligram increase there's a 7% decrease if you look at the table below when uh, adding non-statin therapy to statins compared with statin monotherapy with acetamibe there is a 20 to 25% reduction with bempidoic acid is 45 to 55% with evolucumab and alirocumab it's 50 to 60% and with inclisiran it's 50%. The three trials the Improve It, the Fourier and Odyssey outcomes trial have all shown outcomes with the, uh, with azitimabe it's a single digit relative risk reduction it is modest but it was a proof of contact uh, a proof of concept that statin therapy could be combined with non-statin therapy in patients with acute coronary uh, syndromes in the Fourier study uh, there was a 15% reduction in primary composite endpoint of cardiovascular death myocardial infarction stroke, hospitalizations due to unstable angina or coronary vascularization and a 25% reduction in, in the most serious secondary endpoint cardiovascular death, heart attack or stroke after the first year with uh, uh, evolucumab. The Odyssey study showed that targeting an LDL of 25 to 50 with elirocumab reduced the number of atherosclerotic coronary vascular disease events by 15% which is also double digit in patients with re recent acute coronary syndromes. Keeping this in mind, the European Society of Cardiology and the European Atherosclerosis Society targeted an LDL of less than 55 for very high risk patients and this includes people from the South Asian con continent. The 2018 American Heart Association, American College of Cardiology guideline uh, recommended adding non-statin agents uh, in very high-risk uh, patients with an LDL cholesterol of greater than 70 milligrams per deciliter. The National Lipid Association had a scientific statement and in this expert analysis of the statement if you look at the um, sixth panel here below, in South Asians, this statement recommended that an LDL cholesterol of less than 70 should be targeted in high-risk patients, less than 50 in very high-risk patients, and less than 30 in extreme-risk patients from people from the Indian subcontinent. So lower LDL is better and that is where we are moving forward with because um, it, it improves risk. As you'll see from the left panel extreme risk uh, where they are, we target an LDL of less than 30 includes vascular paths for example peripheral, peripheral arterial disease, coronary artery disease and a stroke in the same patient and I'll let you all uh, read uh, this um, these two tables uh, at your leisure. In the European Union, the Da Vinci study sh described that the majority of the European patients with atherosclerosis coronary vascular disease were on, were on either moderate intensity statin or high intensity statin. 
only 9% were on statin plus ezetimibe and only 1% were on combination therapy that included a PCSK9 inhibitor. In very high-risk patients, the ESC recommended LDL goal was achieved in 22% of the patients with high-intensity statin monotherapy, 21% of the patients on statin and ezetimibe, and 58% of the patients on combination therapy, including a PCSK9 inhibitor. In a European retrospective study of over 14,000 patients, approximately 80% of the patients had an LDL cholesterol greater than 70 mg per deciliter on moderate to high-intensity statin. Despite inadequate LDL cholesterol goal achievement, most patients did not have a change or a titration in their regimen. And finally, in the US, comparable data from the Gould Registry indicated that lipid-lowering therapy was intensified in only 14% of the patients with atherosclerosis cardiovascular disease and LDL cholesterol greater than 70 mg per deciliter. Statin was intensified in 6.3%, ezetimibe was added in 4%, and PCSK9 inhibitor was added in 2%. So these are several missed opportunities in secondary prevention. Last weekend at the European Society of Cardiology Conference, ESC, the uh, results of Fourier OLR um, open label extent, extension study was reported. Uh, it reported the long-term effects of evolucumab in patients with established atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, the conclusion was low LDL cholesterol lowering with evolucumab was associated with persistently low rates of adverse events for over eight years. And that did not exceed those observed in the original placebo arm during the parent study. And it also led to further reduction in cardiovascular events compared with delayed treatment initiation. In Fourier, the PCSK9 inhibitor evolucumab reduced LDL cholesterol and the risk of cardiovascular events and was found to be safe and well tolerated for over 2.2 years median follow-up. This study, the Fourier uh, Open Label Extension Study, um, uh, studied for a longer period. The parent Fourier trial randomized 27,564 patients with atherosclerosis and an LDL cholesterol equal to or greater than 70 mg per deciliter on statin to evolucumab versus placebo. Patients completing the Fourier study at participating sites were eligible to receive evolucumab in two open-label extension studies in the U.S. and in Europe. The primary analysis was pooled across the studies. The primary endpoint was the incidence of adverse events, so it's kind of a safety study. Lipid values and major adverse cardiovascular events as MACE were prospectively collected. What did they find? 6,635 patients were enrolled in Fourier uh, uh, open label extent study. 3,355 were randomized to evolucumab and 3,280 to placebo in the parent study. The median follow-up was five years. The maximum exposure to evolucumab in parent 
plus the Fourier all was 8.4 years at 12 weeks in the Fourier open label extent study the median LDL cholesterol was 30 milligrams per deciliter as low as 30 and 63.2 percent achieved an LDL cholesterol less than 40 milligrams per deciliter on avalucumab. Incidences of serious adverse events, muscle related events, new onset diabetes, hemorrhagic stroke and neurocognitive events with evolucumab long term did not exceed those for placebo treated patients during the parent study and did not increase over time. During the Fourier open label extended study follow up period patients originally randomized in the parent trial to evolucumab versus placebo had a 15% lower risk of cardiovascular death, myocardial infarction, stroke, hospitalization for unstable angina occurring re revascularization, a 20% lower risk of cardiovascular death, myocardial infarction or stroke and a 23% lower risk of cardiovascular death. So following these patients over an extended period of time showed the benefits are beyond major cardiovascular events there's also a mortality benefit with evolucum. So in summary, in extreme risk patients, the LDL cholesterol goal is less than 30 milligrams per deciliter. In very high risk, less than 50 milligrams per deciliter and less than 70 in high risk patients. Realistically, a lipid clinic managed by a, a pharmacist or an internist or a cardiologist with an interest in preventative cardiology is the way forward to achieve these targets. The future is probably going to be of shots. The Inclusion data where they give two doses initially followed by twice a year doses of subcutaneous injection uh, suggests that it is a very powerful LDL reducing agent as much as 50%. However, we need more outcomes data before we prescribe it. However, it's been approved by the FDA, but the future is going to be shots, your flu shot, your COVID shot, and your lipid LDL lowering shots. And taking all these shots will prevent death due to cardio death in patients with cardiovascular disease. Thank you.